so I did food. I got away from my parents, and um, what's to say? Close. Okay, and um, well, I don't really know where to begin. Okay. Um. I guess I'll just say, um, so I moved in with my friend and, um, I've known him for several months and things seemed good until I moved in and he was, uh, critiquing me on the way I behaved, like it was awkward, he thought it was awkward, and he pointed that out. And I was okay with it at first, but um. Then sorry, it, but what does what does he mean by why awkward? I asked him that a lot, and um, at first he was like, like it, what I was saying or doing didn't seem genuine, like I wasn't genuinely expressing my feelings. Right. Um, which I understood. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. I should keep an eye on that. And, um, but then there were other things that I didn't understand that he started pointing out, and we didn't resolve that yet. And, uh, and we got into some conflicts over it, and I decided to move out. Um, one issue was, uh, I mean, I think the critiquing went from, yeah, it went from critiquing to criticism, I think. Um, and then that's why I moved out, because we were, it would just be better for me to live with my aunt anyway, because I had a job waiting for me. Um, and so that's where I am right now. I've uh, moved in with my aunt. Um, And, uh, I really, oh yeah, one, one problem that I think I have is, is I don't, um, pay attention to things that bother me until I'm already very upset, um, and then even expressing that is, is difficult sometimes, um, It, like, uh, with my aunt, my aunt would say some things to me, and, um, and they bothered me, but I didn't, and I was getting angry, but I didn't know how to, how to express that I was angry. And w normally in my family, what we would do is when we're angry, we just yell at each other, and it was very violent. Um, and that's not what I'm... That's not what I want to do sure. anymore. Um, another thing is uh, I kind of talk in a monotone voice, like I'm flat. And I didn't always used to be that way. Um, you mean the intonation, the voice that you, you, the way that you speak, you, you mean is, is flat? Like uh, less Yeah, emotional? I've been told that by both my friend and my aunt. Right, okay. 
<clears throat> I mean, I I don't know what happened with your family, and unless you want to talk about that, I mean. Oh, um, you're you're kind of breaking up, right there. Oh, did I? Um. Okay. Uh, can you, can you, that? you give me a minute? Let me switch computers. I'll call you back in a sec. Oh, okay. I'll call you right back. Okay. Hello. Oh, hi. Sorry about that. Okay, so, um, yeah, I, I was just saying, I don't know what, um, what's gone on with your parents, and we can talk about that if you want, but I suppose that my concern at the moment, uh, based on what you're telling me, would be more, um, we could just talk about your friend. Um, we can call him Bob. Is, is that okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, just in case. I mean, this may go out as a podcast if you think it would be useful to others, but it's up to you. So don't don't worry about that. Just don't don't use any names. But um, <clears throat> you feel that uh, uh, he was uh, critical uh, of you, this, this awkwardness not being uh, emotionally authentic or spontaneous. And uh, as you say, this sort of flat uh, voice, is that what he was talking about? Yeah. Also, another thing that I remember is uh, he said... It made him hard. Uh, it made it hard for him to empathize with me. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and would you like to know what I think about that, or is there something else that you would like to talk to about? Um, yeah, you can tell me what you think. Well, a a family a separation is a brutal, a hideous and ugly thing to have to do, right? I think we can we can agree on that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's god awful, it was, right? It was uh it dragged on a little bit, so I was <laughs> they all do. Uh they all do and it is uh nothing that should ever be, I mean, taken lightly. I know you didn't uh, or I'm sure you didn't, but it is a big brutal emotionally exhausting, terrifying, ugly, unpleasant, hideous, difficult thing, right? Yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm not I... overstating it, right? I mean that's 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 what your experience was? Yeah, it was more than I can express. It was more than I could comprehend, you know. It was too much and I felt more weary than anything else. Right. Right. So again, I don't know the details. Uh, I trust your judgment and the reason that I trust your judgment is I know how horrible a thing it is to do and that nobody does it. Oh yes. Lightly. Oh my goodness. Um actually I remember the first night I came to my friend's house. Um I was I was uh really nervous and, and just shaking all over and, and, and um kind of spazzy. Um I couldn't calm down and I was at the same time I was tired. And I couldn't think straight, and uh, it was my friend didn't know what was going on with me. Um, well, I would not assume I, that for sure because it doesn't. Oh, well, anyway, I, 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 go on. I, let me let me not interrupt you. I apologize. Go on. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I don't know. I was just tripping out. I, I can't really describe it too well. It's uh, and of course I wasn't. I didn't cry or anything. I wasn't crying. I wasn't angry. I was just uh, uh kind of freaked out and 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 tired, very very exhausted. And, Did it um, feel? Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I just 
want to when when it happened when I did it or when it happened to me. A defu is not something really that we do. It's something that happens to us, right? Because yeah. we get rejected continually when we're trying to be honest, and uh, you know everyone thinks it's like we're rejecting the family, but it's quite the it's quite the opposite, right? I mean, it's the family who's rejecting us. Um, yeah. But what I experienced the night that I did it uh, was I, I felt kind of like almost outside my body, uh, oh, yeah. like surreal. It, it felt surreal. Yeah. It felt like it I felt like, like I had become a kind of different person, and I wasn't exactly sure who I was. Like like a boat that lost all its anchor suddenly. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, or like um, a like a snake that shed its skin and has turned into some completely different kind of creature. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird, yeah. weird, weird feeling. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's this thing called depersonalization, which I think is what it is, because um, it says uh, it's uh, the subjective ex experience of unreality. Uh, and common descriptions are watching oneself from a distance, out-of-body experiences, just going through the motions, feeling as if one is in a dream or a movie, not feeling in control of one's speech or physical movements, uh, feeling detached from one's own thoughts or emotions. And the last one is true for me. I was, uh, you know, I was still feeling what I was feeling, but I was kind of detached from it. Sure. And and I still kind of feel that way. And I think I felt that way throughout the whole two weeks that I was with my friend. Sure. So, um, I don't know what to do about it. Right. I guess I, I just keep trying to, you know, examine everything that's uh, going on in me and uh, hope I get back in touch. Well, I'll tell you that my, again, you know, as I always say, this is just me talking nonsense over the internet, right? So, right. <laughs> uh, you know, talk to a therapist. Uh, are you talking to a therapist or do you have plans or have you? I have plans, but um, now that I've moved out, I don't, um, I don't know how I'm going to pay for one. But as soon as I can pay for one, that's what I'm going to do. Even okay, if I have you might want to talk to a therapist. As, uh, uh, sometimes they will give reduced rates for people who are in distress but don't have a lot of money. So it might not oh, be okay. that you have to pay full fee, but uh, you just, just talk talk to them and say, look, I'm a broke-ass X, Y, Z or whatever. <laughs> and, and they may, uh, uh, they may and many of them will give you reduced rates. Uh, so uh, I just, you know, uh, pound on the doors, make the calls. I know it's horrible, but, uh, you know, just explain your circumstances. And uh, um, you may get, uh, you probably will get someone who will give you a, a pretty good rate. So just wanted to mention that to to to... To help you don't have to save up an arm and a leg to start, that sort of one. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if you want to know why, uh, what I think you need to feel, uh, I think you need uh, only one thing to feel, but unfortunately you can't give it to yourself. That's, that's the challenge of this, and I think this is why you wanted to call, and I think this is why... Uh, you're bringing up not the defu, but your friend and your aunt first. Yeah. The thing that I believe that you need in order to process this emotionally and to reconnect with yourself is uh, 
is is sympathy. Sympathy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, for myself. Yeah. Hmm. Like if you were wounded in a war, right? Yeah. People would would have sympathy for you, right? Right. If you were uh, struck down with some illness, cancer, leukemia, or multiple sclerosis, or something like that, people would have sympathy for you, right? Right. Okay. Um, I do have a journal, so I can, well, I can practice that sympathy as I reflect over everything. Well, but and I was I would, actually... sorry, but I would, sorry, I, I don't think that you can, I don't think you can do it for yourself. Oh, and, right, I, Because you right. need someone, and I can't be the guy because I'm not a friend of yours or a family member, but I can at least tell you what I think is essential in this situation. Right. And it's really hard to come by. Right? If you lose your cat, people will give you sympathy, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it... What I'll probably come by first is somebody saying, "Oh, ju you just need to get up and and go, go on with life and uh, stop dwelling on this." You know? Right. That's uh, that's not sympathy. That's that's being a jerk. <laughs> right. I mean, I hate to be so blunt, yeah. but that's just being an idiot and a jerk and cold and stupid. Yeah, even if they say it nicely. Yeah, especially if they say it nicely. <laughs> then they know they have to be nice. Yeah. But they're not being nice. If you, if you lose a cat, people would give you sympathy. If you lose a family, everyone's like, they don't want to talk about it, right? Right. They're uncomfortable. They blame you. They start picking at you. Why? Because you create anxiety in them, right? Mm, yes, that's true. I, I did that. See, I loved my therapist for that. Because she went up and she told me, oh, you need to get a job and go back to school and all this other stuff. And it, um, she wasn't trying to look in as to why I was unmotivated. Right. Um, and I think it's a good idea to dump the therapy. And um, if I remember what you said in the chat room... Uh, your issue with your parents was that they were narcissistic, as you say, self-involved, and they did not, uh, as as it, you know, as those kinds of people to to make big leaps, uh, they're not going to be very good at sympathy because they don't fundamentally recognize the emotional needs of others, right? Right. Um, I want to understand the difference between sympathy and empathy. Um. Sure, I can give you a two-second thing. And again, this is not official. This is just my way of looking at it, but I think it has some utility. Okay. Uh, empathy is when we accurately perceive the emotional state of another person. Okay. Right, so if, if some guy is belligerent and is trying to pick a fight with me, I can empathize with him and understand that he wants to pick a fight. Mm, yes, I see. But sympathy is when I feel sorrow and pity and care and concern and affection for someone who whose suffering I accurately perceive, right? Oh, okay. 
so you experience it with them. Right, so it's empathy plus affection is, you know, empathy for sadness with affection is, is the way that I look at, at sympathy. Oh, oh, that, yeah, that's, that's a different way, because I was looking at it as, um, I was hard, I was having a hard time ex separating sympathy from pity. Right, uh, right. Now, with pity, uh, pity alone, um, I mean, p pity can, it has two sides, the way that I, it's not, not always bad, it's not always good, right? Pity can be, you know, I pity this poor person and I elevate myself uh, because I am strong and they are weak. It's a kind of oh. jumping on the back of someone who's down to give yourself a few extra inches of emotional height. Uh, that's pretty sad. But we can, I think, experience genuine pity for someone whose heart is broken and uh, especially a child, right? I mean, uh, there there is real pity in that. And we don't, that's because our heart breaks in turn, not because we're trying to dominate them or feel bigger or better than they are by putting them down. Oh, okay. Um, but there's sympathy in there too, right? They're yes, feeling... yes, yes, I think so. There's sympathy in the it, when I have pity for someone because both of our hearts are breaking. There's sympathy in that for sure. When I have pity for someone because I'm making myself feel big, there's no sympathy in that, right? Okay. Um, hmm. And I wonder, how do I... So in order to get out of this uh, depersonalization, all I need is sympathy? Well, that's... Uh... <laughs> It's a, short, it's a short menu item, but a very tall order, right? And, and the reason yeah. I say that is, um, is that uh, when we are struck down by an illness or by very bad fortune, uh, people will have sympathy for us. But for family issues, uh, it's very rare to find somebody with the wisdom and the maturity and the care and basic humanity as far as i see it to have sympathy for the victims of an abusive family yeah. everybody gets really 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 uncomfortable about it yeah we've seen that on the website yeah we've seen well you've seen i mean tell me if i'm wrong but have you not i mean this is this is the way that it it strikes me on and you can tell me where i'm completely full of nonsense as usual right but but it's like you have just come through the most bruising, bloody battle of your life with your yes. family, right? I've, I fought with them physically and emotionally and yelling and it was, it was really bad. And the only reason that we stopped is, uh, you know, stopped physically is because I turned 18 because then we go to jail, right? Right. So what we're talking about is a, a, extreme physical abuse, right? Yeah. And, and so uh, the war metaphor is not misplaced. It's it's like a child soldier. It's like growing up in a state of war. Yeah, that's how I've often felt. I've explained it like that to my friend, like a soldier with PTSD. Yes, kind I, of reacts I, I to. You, I bet you that is a, a an accurate. I mean, even down to if you had a brain scan, it would be an accurate way of looking at it. Yeah, because uh, you, you end up reacting to um, just things that aren't, aren't exactly real dangers anymore, you know? Um, well, someone yells on the television and you break out in a sweat, right? 
Um, well, I'm not really sure about that. But, oh, sorry. Um, Let me not uh, give you symptoms that you don't know <laughs> that's going to happen. Just kidding. Uh, sorry. What do you mean then? Hmm. Um, well, I know I, I experience tension in my body sometimes, uh, depending on, like, when I'm angry. And sometimes I feel like I want to hit some, for some, some time. I'm not really sure when or where, because I often forget, um... Sorry, you After want to I hit, uh, I'm not sure what you want to hit someone, something, yourself? Yes, or... yes, like that. Although not myself anymore, I've, I've uh, resolved that because that's self-abuse and that's not good. Um, and, and Are we just down to hit someone or something or what? Because if mm, you make yourself... I guess it's something now because, because um, well, let's see. I stopped hitting my parents also when I turned 18, um, you know, because they hit me and I hit them back. You know, we were fighting. Um, uh, sorry, let me just. There's a. I, I just. You can tell me if I'm off base as always, right? But it seems okay. to me that you're looking at it like a boxing ring, or at least that's the way you've described it a few times. Like we hit each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. That's not. That's not even close to true. Oh, because they're, they're my parents, and they're the authorities. They right. shouldn't. They're the adults. Yeah. If if they are, I mean, obviously you didn't wake up in a peaceful house for a peaceful house for hold, with parents that you loved and respected, and you say, "Hey, I'm just going <laughs> to clock dad," right? Right. Of course, right? Of course. It ended up, you know, like a, I don't know, say in the morning that I didn't want to wake up, my mom would start yelling at me to get up, get up, get up, get up. And eventually she'd start hitting me to get me out of bed or something like that. And other times we'd just get really angry at each other and she decided to to hit me. And, and I just decided to hit back, you know. Well, that's self-defense, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, then I don't feel so bad about it then. No, seriously, I, I'm telling you this because that's a fact. Yeah. Children are not responsible for the violence in a household. And, and children do not suddenly want to start attacking their parents, right? This is a, case, right. a, a state of self-defense, right? And I think it's really important, really important that you understand that. Yeah, because I, I, I'm kind of easily, yeah, I'm easily pushed around. Um, I was pushed around e very easily in my family. Uh, okay, I'm going to stop you again, right? Because this okay. is language that is horribly imprecise, and I totally understand why. But that's not the truth. You are not easily pushed around, and I can guarantee you that. What is true is that you were violently punished for standing up for yourself. Hmm. Right? Do you, do you see the difference? It's a very important difference. Yeah. And what about my siblings? How does that count? I mean, they Hang can't on, punish me. Let's, we, I don't want to go through everything. <laughs> it's oh, such okay. a fast clip okay. that we don't process anything, right? But, but when you say, I didn't stand up for myself... That is a judgment that you're making about yourself in relative isolation, like you're just weak or something, right? Right. And, and, and I don't want that, and I don't feel like that. Well, it's not true. Um, First of all, people yeah. who don't stand up for themselves don't have the courage to separate from abusive relationships. Guaranteed. So I know that it's not true because you've taken a break from your family, right? Because of violence, right? Right. So, first of all... 
you've done what is just about the most courageous and difficult thing that a human being can do, other than face death itself, right? <laughs> right. So uh, I'm not going to hear you talk about not standing up for yourself when you just have walked out on a violent family to your detriment when you're not rich, when you're not educated as yet, and uh, right? So right. Uh, I won't hear you talk about yourself that way because it's disrespectful to what you've done, right? Right, that's true. And it's also, it's not true from that standpoint. And um, uh, children, uh, and I can say this with a minor degree of authority now because I have a daughter, are, are born incredibly assertive. Oh, yeah. I work at a daycare right now. So oh, you I know. know. <laughs> I know. Those little fists, the red face, you know, they want what they want and they won't take maybe for an answer, right? Right. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Hmm. And you were born that way, and I was born that way, and it took a lot of blows to knock that stuffing out of us, right? Right. So it's hmm. not that you did not stand up for yourself. It's just that whenever you tried to stand up for yourself, you would be attacked, right? Right. So that's, that's a very different thing, right? So that's why I experience uh, kind of a fear when I try to stand up for myself. Sure, because you know, you're anxiety, punished, right. right? Hugely punished for it, right? right. I mean, if uh, if um, you know, it's it's like it's like if 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 I got uh, punched every time I said the word egg, right? And I went to a therapist and I said, you know, I just have this weird irrational fear of the word egg. That would be kind of confusing, right? Right. Well, not, not really. No. <laughs> well, it would be confusing if I never mentioned that I was punched every time I said the word egg, right? Oh, right. If I just said, you know, I have this phobia about the word egg. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know what it is, and blah, 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 right? And we could work for years on all kinds of associations, right? But if I eventually said to her, uh, well, I got punched every time I said the word egg, she'd probably punch me, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> all this time, right? So and and the reason I'm pointing that out is that um, you have to look at you have a natural personality and a healthy personality and an assertive and a strong personality which is still there, but you were subjected to the enormous pressures of violence and abuse. And if you talk about yourself without having one foot on yourself and one foot on the violence of your environment. You won't be saying anything that is true, and you will only be saying things that will continue the abuse against yourself in a verbal way. Oh, no. Does, does this make any sense? Um, standing on... Like you want to... When you look at yourself, my... right? And you look at yourself and you say, okay, I just my, my parents and I got into fights. It's like, no, they're the parents. They defined how interactions occurred within the household. They attacked me, and I fought back. Yeah. Right. And if you say, well, I just didn't stand up for myself. It's like, no, 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 no. I was in an environment where when I stood up, when I stood up for myself, I got violently attacked. So I stopped like any sane child would. Right. Right. And also, but it carries on. It carries on with uh, in my relationships with other people. And it does. Yeah. And that's what I'm really worried about. Um, so let me just, before we get to that, but let me just finish with okay. your friend Bob, 
and maybe this applies to your aunt as well, right? So the way that I see it is you come, you know, broken and, breezed, uh, uh, broken and bruised and bleeding from the worst and most terrible battle, war, and escape that any human being should ever have to suffer, right? It makes prison break look like a walk in the park, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and to be criticized by someone in the aftermath of that, to me, is incomprehensible. It was uh, hard to process. Well, it sure, it was hard, hard to, to understand. It is, well, it's, I know it's hard to understand. I mean, and, and it doesn't matter. You don't have to understand it. You just have to understand that it's kind of inhuman, if I can use a strong phrase, right? Yeah, and another thing that I should add about Bob is um, there was another friend that I had about, that I had for until January of this year. So, I mean, it was about two years. And he was also critical. Um, but I didn't really, you know, listen to him as much. And and his advice, as he called it advice, was, wasn't really helpful or anything. Mm-hmm. And, and both of these guys, I gave it a shot, but I tried not to let them... You know, I tried not to, to, I, you know, I try to keep standing up for myself. Right. Um, uh, okay. Why? Well, you mean with them? You mean? Oh, well, um, I was, I was, uh, didn't know how far it would go. How f- I didn't want it to get too far. Sorry, how far what would go? Um, the quote advice with my other friend. And this uh, critiquing with Bob. Um, okay, I'm going to give you a totally annoying piece of advice. <laughs> okay. As usual, right? <laughs> um, don't, don't try to stand up for yourself. Okay. Let, let me put it to you this way. Do you feel that you have to stand up for yourself when you're talking to me now? No. In fact, I have said some things which have been incorrect, and you have easily corrected me, and I have apologized, and and we have moved on, right? Right. And so you don't feel that you have to stand up for yourself when you're talking to me, right? Right. Why do you think that is? Um, because you're more empathetic. Well, I wouldn't know that they are empathetic at all, but okay, let's say that I'm, I'm more empathetic. Okay, so that's good, right? So when you're with people who are empathetic, who are sensitive to your needs, who are sensitive to – and it doesn't mean that, that I'm not being assertive, right? I mean I'm correcting you where I think it's appropriate, and you can either tell me if I'm right or I'm wrong, and we're having that <clears throat> conversation, right? But when you're with empathetic and sympathetic people, people who have you know, big hearts and, and kind souls and gentle – hands and affectionate natures and so on, then you don't have to stand up for yourself because they don't attack you, right? Right. I don't have to prove anything. Right. Right. Huh. And so, uh, but, but if you say, I should stand up for myself, then you will continue, I would 
argue, you would continue, you will continue to be drawn to people who are unempathetic and say, well, the problem, you see, the reason that they're not empathetic is because there's something wrong with me. And that's what you told me in a few different ways at the beginning of this call, right? Oh, man. Okay. Did you that see? makes a lot of sense. You, you tell me what, what you got out of that, because I think a big plug went into the wall there, right? So. Um, I've been making friends who... I mean, somehow I've been making friends I don't who, who just are not um, interested in what's going on with me. Um, and um, I've been justifying that by saying that it's because I'm I'm not allowing them to, or I'm, I'm blaming myself. For, right, you're saying, well, I, my I, voice is not animated enough, or I'm awkward, <laughs> or, or as, your, as your friend says, or whatever. Yes. Right? And, yes. And therefore, it's your fault that they can't feel empathy. But yeah. that's nonsense. It's not your fault that other people can't feel empathy. No, that's for sure. And uh, they may not have to, but they're, without empathy, there is no relationship, right? I, I would say no there, is, no, there is no relationship. Like, if my daughter, I don't know, when she gets older, right, she, she falls down and she cuts her, her knee open or, some, you know, some god-awful inevitable childhood accident, right? Right. And she comes running to me and uh, I don't respond to her. And I say, well, it's the way that you called out my name. I, it seemed kind of cold. I, I just, it didn't evoke empathy within me. What you need uh, to do is practice saying my name in a slightly different way. You know, a little bit to the left, a little higher, a little lower, maybe with a bit of a <laughs> Scottish accent. That's how it is. Right? If you yeah. can tweak it, tweak this, the way that you interact with me, just tweak it. You know, like, like I'm going to give you 600 keys and you have to find the right one that fits in the lock to open up my heart of empathy, right? Yeah. You know, I didn't like the way you laughed like that. That didn't sound real. Yeah, I mean, like it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because my kid would, would quite rightly say, if she could, uh, Daddy, <clears throat> my leg is bleeding. It doesn't matter yeah. what I do, my leg is bleeding, and you need to take care of me. And if you can't wow. take care of me, then you need to be mature, Daddy, and you need to be... So, yeah, she would she would say to me, the fact that my leg is bleeding... Is, is, is cause for you as someone who cares about me to take care of me. Now, if you don't want to take care of me or you don't care that my leg is bleeding, then you need to be an intelligent, wise, and mature adult and say, gosh, I wonder why I don't feel empathy. Not take the easy route of blaming someone else and saying, well, you did something wrong and that's why I don't feel empathy. But rather to look within your own heart and see what the problem is as to why you don't feel empathy when someone you care about is suffering. Now, a skinned knee to a girl is nothing compared to the savagery and difficulty just of your family separation, let alone all the years before that went into that, right? 
Right. And if somebody can't feel empathy for what you went through, there's something wrong, and I would submit deeply wrong, with that person. I mean, I'll give you one other metaphor just to be annoying, be repetitive, but if, uh, if you had been in a jail and had been intermittently tortured for 10 years, right? <laughs> right. Uh, people would have sympathy. They'd say, oh my God, what a terrible experience. Uh, how did you deal with it? What happened? Oh my God, uh, is there anything we could do? Uh, right? They'd be all over themselves, right? Yes. They wouldn't say, well, the way you talked about your experience didn't really evoke any real empathy in me. Maybe you should figure out what's wrong with you that I'm not able to give you empathy for the torture that you experienced for those years. Oh, yeah, that's that's very bad. Does that make it a little clearer? Yeah, it's crystal now. And and the torture that we're talking about would have occurred to an adult with a fully formed personality and possibly even a decent family behind him, but the torture that you experienced was imprinted upon a formative personality as a child without the wisdom and resources of an adult personality, right? So the, the metaphors that we use for the sufferings of children like war and torture uh, are all wildly inadequate because those things are inflicted upon adults, not children, right? Right. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense now. I I guess I know what to do, but, um, let's see my aunts. Well, you understand that this is not fundamentally about Bob or your... Right. 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 Because this is a pattern that, I mean, I can... Tell me if I'm wrong, right? But, I mean, this this came into place from your parents, right? Right. They don't have empathy. As you say, they were self-involved in the extreme. They lacked empathy. And when you would call them on that, they would blame you for not possessing the magic key that opened up their huge hearts that mysteriously were just somehow closed to you, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Am I wrong? The little, The magic key. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you need to do it a little bit differently. You need to do it this way. You need to do it that way. Then you will open up the magic treasure kingdom of my wonderfully big and generous heart. Right? It's like, uh -huh. your heart is so yeah. big and generous. Why does it trip over a tiny little thing like a tone or a this or a that? Right? Right. Or, or maybe the way the house is or something. Right. It's like yeah. me saying, yeah. oh, I totally love my wife, but, but man, I hate her when she puts her hair up. <laughs> I mean, it's bizarre. No way. Yeah. Um, and how do I find, um, you know, healthy people? Well, it's, I, <laughs> it's good, good <laughs> that you're not giving me any tough questions or anything tonight. That's quite a relief. Giving me, lobbing me all of the easy, this is an easy question. I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, the, the first thing, the first thing, the first thing is always precision, right? Uh, and it's an annoying process of just catching your thoughts, right? Because okay. because what happens is we get uh, we get these mythologies going in our heads, right? I fought with my parents like it's equal, you know. Mm. Yeah, you know, just because I'm bigger doesn't mean it wasn't abuse. The violence that 
came over you as a teenager was all laid in like landmines when you were younger. I guarantee you that. Because parents, they do this. They say, oh, my teenager, she's so angry. She's so this. It just came out of nowhere. No, it never. I mean, barring brain injury, it never comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's right. not. It's not something that teenagers simply do. No, it's certainly not something that teenagers simply do. And so uh, you say, well, I'm bigger and therefore, you know, uh, tit for tat and, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. We're both equal and blah, blah, blah. No, because the violence that you uh, felt uh, uh, and perhaps acted out as a teenager was all the direct result of the aggression that you experienced uh, from your parents when you were younger. And like all people with a shred of self-respect, you submitted and you bided your time and then you got your vengeance, right? Right. I mean, that's not shocking uh, to me and that is actually, you know, the people who don't ever think about doing that. Um, and, and of course, uh, I, I can virtually guarantee you, and again, tell me if I'm way up the base here, um, that your parents would be violent towards you when you were younger, and then the moment that you dared to raise your voice at them, they would be shocked and appalled, appalled, you see, uh, at, uh, at aggression. Um, well, maybe not appalled, but they would be enraged, and um, it'd be like, what's wrong with you, you know? Sorry, yeah, but they would consider it utterly unacceptable, right? Well, um, yes, right. Sorry, and, and that's, you know, my mind was, I think I was projecting a bit too much of what I experienced. But, but you know, they have these standards called, you know, violence is, 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 is good, is fine, uh, when we're a lot bigger, right? But then when our right. kids grow up, and this is why violence against younger children, whether it's verbal abuse or outright aggression, is such a bad idea because your kids are going to get bigger, right? I mean, this is stupid, Right? It's like it's like picking on the guy who's the smallest guy in class, knowing that tomorrow he's going to be the biggest guy in class. It's like, it's just <laughs> dumb, right? I mean, fundamentally. Um, right. So this was it's... all laid in ahead of time, right? I mean, so, but so you have to be, you know, you were trying to survive a violent situation, right? You, you would never have voluntarily chosen this kind of family if any alternatives that were better were available. Uh, you were born into it. You did not ask to be there. You did not ask for your parents to bring the problems and the corruptions and the nastiness that they brought in. And you were just dropped into a war, not of your making, and you struggled to survive. And that has effects. That has long-term effects. Some good, a lot challenging, right? So precision, right. precision, precision is really important. If you think about yourself without putting it into the context of your family violence, you are only continuing the abuse. Okay. Like if, if, I've, if I spent 10 years in a war, a car backfires and I dive to the sidewalk and I say, oh my God, I'm such a chicken. It's just a car backfiring. What do I care? Without remembering that I was in war for 10 years, then I'm just putting myself down, right? Right. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's just putting it in context. Um, because otherwise, that, right? Otherwise, you will be susceptible to the illusions, right? 
Because right, um, the story that you uh, just fought with your parents is your parents' story, right? It's not yours. Yes, it's it. And it comes so easily. Just uh, it takes a lot of effort to to be precise, as you say. It does. Um, yeah. It does, and and the I mean, it really does. You know, it takes a lot of efforts to quit any um, uh, any of these uh, destructive imprints that that have come into us through history. Of course, you can see in the instance of your parents what happens if you don't, right? Right. That's not good, right? However hard it is to avoid that fate, it's worth it, right? Right, for sure. I mean, I'd saw a leg off not to be like that, right? <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, is there anything else like with um, finding with finding healthy people? Um, just you know, good. Empathetic people, or I just need to. I'm oh, no, thinking... Sorry, uh, just 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 to give you the two second overview on that because I don't want to move on to the next thing because I completely didn't answer that for which I'm sorry uh, beforehand. Um, okay. This is why I bug people about therapy. You need to experience genuine empathy from someone in a non-reciprocal environment, right? Because you you needed that when you were a kid, right? I mean. When, when, when my daughter is crying, she wants me to empathize with her. She's not trying to empathize with me, right? She's not like, oh, I'm sure this is troubling my father no end. Perhaps I should skip back my crying a little, right? She's like, right. no, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I need changing. I'm hungry. I'm whatever, right? I'm gassy, right. you know? She, she's, she's not trying to empathize with me. She is on the receiving end of my empathy and, and sympathy, massive sympathy, of course, right? Right. So the problem with adult relationships is that they're two-way, right? I mean, you don't want to end up with a friend who just sits there sympathizing with you and you don't give a rat's behind about your friend, right? That's kind of exploitive, right? Uh, yeah, and I don't want to do that. Right. Whereas with a therapist, it's like, you know, here's your 50 bucks, here's your 100 bucks or whatever it is. Now empathize with me, <laughs> right? And you don't have right. to worry about your therapist's feelings and you don't have to worry about... I don't know, asking them about their day. And it can be entirely about you, which is, of course, what was needed when we were growing up, but which a lot of us did not get, right? Right. So okay. if you go into that situation, what can happen is you can experience what it's like to experience somebody else's empathy without immediately starting that thing of reciprocity, right? Feeling guilty is like, oh, I've been talking about myself for an hour. I need to now ask them. Like, without self-management, you can actually just sit in the glorious stew of someone else's sympathy and not give a rat's ass about reciprocity. Right. And that's a really yeah. good thing. Because when yeah, you, I, let me finish. I'm sorry to be annoying okay. and interrupt. I'll just finish now, and then you can talk all you want. But okay, go ahead. The reason that's so important is that you know when you've drunk the really great wine, you can really taste the crappy wine right away. Like if all you've ever drunk is crappy wine, you're like, well, this is wine. This is this is what wine is, right? Right. But once you've tasted that really good stuff and developed a real palate, and not tasted the bad stuff for a while you know when someone gives you a glass of that bad stuff it's like patooey piss vinegar right right <laughs> and so okay. when you've gone into therapy or you know let's just say that's the way you'll do it i hope you will 
then you have experienced someone's genuine interest and concern with you. I know they're paid, you know, but this is genuine interest. There's easier ways to make a living, right? Genuine interest and concern with you. Then what happens is you know that you can receive empathy, that someone can give you empathy because the therapist did. I hope that I am to some degree in this call, right? Yes. And that's why I said, well, do you have to stand up to me? No, of course not, because I think I'm a pretty empathetic person, right? I'm sympathetic to your situation for sure. And so you know that you can experience someone's sympathy. And therefore, when someone says, it's your fault, I'm not to, is to do the therapy thing, right? Have a relationship with really, really healthy qualities, like the reception of sympathy and empathy and somebody who really is interested in you and wants to know about what you think and feel and what you dreamt about, right? Which all the stuff we didn't get, right? Right. And, and then what we can do is we, 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 we lose the taste for bad wine. Right? Then, people say, yeah. oh, Steph, how did you know this guy was going to be so bad? Why did you ban him right away? They get like, hey, I, I drink vintage, beautiful, fantastic wine every day. When somebody puts that piss vinegar in my mouth, I know <laughs> right away, right? Yes. So you got to get to the good wine, but you can't get to the good wine until you have had that relationship with a therapist, right? And that's my, you know, maybe there's other ways of doing it, but this is the way that I know that has worked for just about everyone who's tried it. And I don't know of any other way that has. So this is just the one that I'm, I'm sort of uh, presenting. And then what happens is you don't waste time trying to find this magical key that opens up someone else's heart when they continually tell you that it's your fault that they're not giving you what you want, right? Yeah. You just don't waste time with those people. Okay. And, uh, that was very simple and it just puts a lot of things in perspective. Now, oh. sorry, the last thing, I'm so sorry, I'm doing it again. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> this will be like two sentences. Like, I don't know how that brings good people in your life, for sure. I don't, I, there's no, because there's no, you know, we don't have, you know, uh, bullseyes on our foreheads or anything. But I can tell you for sure that if you have bad people in your life, good people won't want to have anything to do with you. Yeah. For sure, right? Because they'll look around you and they'll say, well, if she doesn't know the difference between these people and me, then I'm then she 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 lacks a very fundamental wisdom, right? Right. And virtue, right? And so you have to get this is why you have to get the bad people out of your life because you can't enjoy the good wine when you've got bad wine in your mouth, right? Right. So you and have you don't to, want to do with the wine either. Right. 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 So, um, you, you know, you've got to differentiate between good relationships and bad relationships. The fastest, most efficient way to do that is through a therapist or Jesus. No, okay, let's just go with the therapist. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and that way, you can at least get the bad people out of your life. And then when a good person comes along, they'll say, hey, this is interesting because they're lonely too, right? It's not like there's tons of us around, right? And so they say, wow, this, this, this girl has really got, uh, got it going on. She's, you know, got maybe one or two relationships that are really good. She doesn't have the junky, exploitative, narcissistic, nasty people in her life. Good for her, right? And, and they're going to empathize with you because they probably had to go through that process as well, right? So they're going to sympathize with how difficult it is. They're going to understand the, the strength and the courage and the challenge that it took for you to take those steps to get bad people out, to make room for the good people, 
So you're already going to have a lot in common. Very good. Okay. Okay, I promise not to talk anymore. That's it. I'm done. I promise. Okay. But but it's, I mean, does this help? Is there anything I'm missing? Is that, that's big? Is is this useful? I mean, I know I was blabbing on a bit, but I think I think so. Yeah, I think this helps a lot. And um, and no, I can't think of anything else. You're just afraid that I'm going to go off on another speech. You probably have a big list there, but it's like, you know what? Calculating 25 minutes per point, I have five more points. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, will um, I think long. my big list of things was, it, it pretty much covers um, everything, I think. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad that you, I mean, I'm, I'm, look, I mean, I'm, I'm totally, totally sorry. Uh, just, just so you get this right at the end, because... We raced a little around because I wanted to cover a lot, but oh, I'm I'm so so sorry about what happened to you as a kid. I mean, nobody, nobody, even if I believed in afterlife and karmic retribution, nobody could be that bad to be born into this situation. So I'm really just so sorry about what you had to struggle through as a mm-hmm. child, and I hope that you will take that burden off your chest, right, of of feeling that. Yes. You did oh. bad things or, you know, you, you didn't stand up for yourself or you fought too much. You're like you just you 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 struggled through and you got out and you got away. And that is something to be hugely admired. And I hope that you will give the respect that to yourself that you deserve. And I hope that you will give the sympathy for the trials and the struggles and the violence that you experienced as a helpless and dependent child. That is just heinous. And my heart completely goes out to you. I mean, that is just a terrible, terrible thing. And that doesn't even count what you had to do recently, right? Which is this, this uh, taking a break from the family and so on, which is a whole other level of hell, right? It, um, well, the taking a break, it was nice, you know, just to be away. Uh, it was hard um, to get around because I, I had to... I had to scrape for money before I left, but um, once I left, it, everything was uh, just better in comparison. Right. You know? Yeah, but I mean, leading up to it and going through the process is really, I mean, of course, oh, yeah. out of that sort of situation, but it's its no walk in the park, right? Yes. Um, yes, it was really hard to get out. There was, uh, my parents were I was just scraping for money from them because I I just wanted to get out so soon that I didn't want a job because uh, jobs are hard to find around here. Right. Um, and luckily I did I did get enough money and I left on the train. And uh, so sorry. What a sad thing and what a terrible thing. Uh, to, what a burden to put on a a young person like yourself. Um, what a, a horrible bootstrap situation. I mean, God, wouldn't it have been great to be born into a reasonably nice, uh, uh, positive, friendly, no, 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 perfect, nobody's perfect, right? But right. Uh, wouldn't that have been just a wonderful history and a wonderful future to look forward to with your family for the rest of your days? So I'm just, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry that uh, oh. that they did what they did and that uh, you were put into this kind of, uh, situation it it really is terrible and it's it's also terrible how few people can show sympathy for uh, people who've 
who've had to face this kind of uh, this kind of uh, journey. Well, um, well, thank you for all your sympathies, and um, and, and for this talk. Sure. This has been very. I, I know it was. Uh, it must have been. It must have been easy, but it, just for me, um, I guess emotionally, it, it was hard to to reach. Yes, it was. Uh, but but it makes sense intellectually. And I'll just have to, um, just, I just got to work, work through it. Sorry, you said it was hard to reach. I just wanted to make sure I understood what you meant by that. Um, just, uh, alone, it was hard to, to understand. Um, to work through, um. Like I, I, I reflect a lot. I, I'm very introspective, and even through all of that, just it, I couldn't get to such a. Just, I was thinking about all of these details, and I didn't think of something so simple that I just needed sympathy. Um, yeah, and there's no reason, yeah. there's no reason that you would have thought of that, right? Because you've got to get to the safety, place of safety first, right? Right. And then when you, I mean, your unconscious knew that. I, I hope you also get, just this is my last bit, but and this is, you know, really, really for you. And I hope that you will, will really take this to heart. I hope you get how freaking smart you are. <laughs> like, seriously, I mean, you got some serious horsepower between the ears, young lady. That is like, um, I'm, I've got sunglasses. I actually got not just sunglasses. <laughs> I have sunglasses and a welding goggle set on and I'm blindfolded and I'm in a dark room. Uh, no, you are really, really bright. I must say, um, uh, when you listen to this uh, call again, I mean, you'll uh, hope, hopefully notice it. Uh, you get stuff so fast, so quickly. I mean, we covered a huge amount of ground, and like I would literally say two sentences, and you'd be like, "Got it, right?" And then of course, <laughs> go on for another. Because <laughs> but I hope that you get like, like emotionally and intellectually, you are really plugged into some serious horsepower, and that is going to serve you very, very well in your life and be a real treasure to bring to, you know, future husband or children or employers or whatever, right? But but you've got a really first-class brain uh, on your shoulders, and that is really something to be, to be happy about. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm flattered. Well, I'm, I'm honest. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you the truth, right? So I hope you'll, uh, right. you'll accept that. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll, I don't just drag this out. I mean, I'll, I'll send you a copy of this. Uh, uh, clearly, I think it would be helpful for people, but you have a listen to it. Uh, you let me know what you think. Uh, if you want it to go out, we can put it out mainstream. We can put it out in a premium section. It's completely up to you, but uh, have a listen and, uh, and let me know what you think. And congratulations again on the courage of what you've done, uh, the abilities that you're doing it with, and uh, uh, the courage to, to ask for the call. Thank you. All right. Take care. Good night. Good night.